You are about to listen to the S. Anthony Says Podcast, starring S. Anthony Thomas. <laughs> you lucky bastards. All right, this is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. Go! Hello, my weird friends. You know what I want to talk to you about right now, my brothers and sisters? The weekend. And and you can tell by you can tell what kind of life you're having based on your reaction to the upcoming weekend. Are you one of are you one of those people that goes, The weekend? Yeah. Oh, this is gonna be great, man. I'm gonna go party with my friends and they're gonna do this. Oh, this is gonna be great. We have some drinks. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna party. I'm gonna get laid. I'm gonna meet some women. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna meet some guys. It's gonna be great. We're gonna have a party. We're gonna get it on. We're gonna, we're gonna have them. We're gonna go to this. We're gonna do this and that. We're gonna do it. If is that you, or is this you? The weekend. Oh God, I just just get me to the damn weekend. I just just get me to the damn weekend. I don't care about anything else. Just get me to the damn weekend just get me there god just get me to the weekend and i tell you that because i've been both i've been both of those people i've been like just just just, god just get me to the weekend anything just the weekend everything else blow just who cares just get me to the damn weekend i don't give a shit about anything else damn it just get me to the damn weekend just get me there just oh and that's the weird, that's the thing that you got to realize is you have to f- figure out which category you're in. And if you're in one of the categories and you know which category I'm talking about, you got to find a way to get to the other category, damn it. I know what it's like to go to the, go to work and bust your ass and you can't really even enjoy your weekend because you're either so drained out emotionally or, or beat up physically. But by the time you start feeling good again, it's Monday. Happened to me when I worked in a factory, man. It was 12 hours of busting my ass. Just straight up busting my ass, lifting this and working on the assembly line and then got to carve off the plastic and got to take this and got to fix that and put that there and take this off there and then push the machine and then this machine is hot and sweaty. You got to drink the Gatorade and pick this up, lift that, move this, oh God, this, that, and take these things and put it on the pallet and wrap it up and 120 pounds, you got to stack them six feet high and you got to do this and got to put this and move this over there. And that was 12 straight hours of that crap. Right. So by the time the weekend came around, I'm going, oh, oh, the weekend. Oh, this is the greatest. Just, I just need to leave. Just everybody just leave me alone. I just want to oh, I just want to lay down. God, I can't take it anymore. My back, my foot, my arm. This hurts. That hurts. I need to put this and put some Bengay on this. I got to sit in the tub and it's hot. And, well, it's not hot anymore. I got to get out, drain this water out and put more hot water in there. That's great. Oh, this water's not hot enough because it's not scalding. I need water that's so hot that if I put tea bags in it, I can make tea. That's the kind of water. That's like, oh, God, that feels great. And now, oh, it's, it's, wait, wait, it's Sunday night already. Ah, oh, this is bullshit. Because <laughs> that's what happens sometimes. You know, be, being at a job you don't like and busting your ass and not even being able to enjoy your weekend, that's very, very similar to, you know, like running a marathon you don't want to run. You know, it's like it's not—it's not like even like it's doing anything. It's not, like, there are people that like running marathons. There are people that enjoy running. There are people that want to run those twenty-six miles. But what about you had to run a marathon that you didn't want to run, and you had no choice but to run a marathon? Somebody busted into your house, pulled out some weapons, and went, "Listen, if you want your lights to stay on, if you want your kids to go to college, if you want to be able to take care of your family, if you want to be able to eat, you better get your punk ass out there right now. And you better run those twenty-six point two miles. I don't even care if it, if you do it quickly, but you have to complete that. And if you don't complete the damn marathon, you don't get a." 
damn thing. That's right, I said it. And that's what working at a job that sucks is like. Monday through Friday is nothing but running a marathon you don't want to run. You don't even necessarily get a prize at the end of it. The winners get a prize. The people that win marathons are people that wanted to, that wanted to run marathons. Nobody has ever won a marathon that ran the marathon because they didn't want to. You know why they don't mind running marathons? Because they're good at running marathons. They like running, and they already know that they're good enough to win the marathon. So when they run the marathon, they're having a great time. They have an actual shot at winning prize money, at winning endorsements, at getting something out of running the marathon that is good. But you, Monday the Friday guy and gal, who don't want to be at that job, but you got to do that bullcrap job because you need to pay the bills. You need to take care of your kid. You need to take care of your spouse. You need to do all of those things. You have to run that bullshit marathon, and your only prize is living the life you're living right now. That's it. Imagine that. Right? Imagine running the marathon you didn't want to be in. You didn't even train for. And at the end of the marathon, all you get to do is go back home, rest, and then get your punk ass back up and run another marathon right after that. That's got to suck. And I've been that guy. Now, when you see the people that win the marathons, that's they're, like I said, there's two types of people. There's the people that look to the weekend and go, oh, God, uh, uh, oh, I just need this to rest. Like, oh, God, I feel horrible. I just gotta, let me just lay down here. Oh, I feel, oh, it's Monday, damn it. And then there are people that like what they do or make a lot of money what they do. Now, when they run marathons, they know, they, they, they're people that run marathons that are such good people and such stars and have such prestige. Some of these people in some of these sporting events get an appearance fee. Just for showing up, they are so popular and so well-known and so respected. People want them to arrive at their marathon marathon to give their marathon some juice. So they know they get, I'm going to get money just for showing up. And my skill level and my work ethic and my natural abilities, I have a chance of either winning this or placing enough, high enough, that I'm going to get some more money in addition to my appearance fees. So running a marathon for them is a whole different thing. They're running going, I'm going to get some money, do-da, do-da. Look at the rest of these jack-offs hurting themselves for nothing. Because <laughs> they're going to get money. even if You know what I'm saying? And it's the same thing with people that actually like their jobs, like doing what they're doing. They don't run. They don't mind running the marathon. They already made money just for the simple fact that they're there. That's how good they are. They don't mind running the marathon because they have a chance of winning. And a lot of times these people actually are so good, they actually win the damn marathon. You ever seen people's faces at the end of the marathon? There's some people that just ran a marathon and they're like, oh, what? I just ran this marathon. And the only reason I ran this marathon because I wanted to take it off of my damn bucket list. That person is happy that they finished, but they'll never do it again. They can always say, here's a picture of me finishing. I finished three from the bit from the end, but I finished it. I can say I ran a marathon and I did it and we're done with that now. Right? And then there's people that ran a marathon, and you see the people that sit high-fiving each other. Ha-ha, ha-ha, we won a marathon. <laughs> high-fiving each other. Ooh, drinking a drip, look, 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 look. Hugging a the family. They put that stupid shawl on to keep the body warm. Ooh, yeah, I ran a marathon. <laughs> then they stand up there holding the big check, and they won some money. Yay, yay. Oh, man, I can't wait till I can rest up. Oh, man, I wish I could heal up a lot faster because I can't wait to run the next marathon so I can win some more money and be successful some more. And my And meanwhile... The person is sitting there running with a gun to his head. You better finish this marathon. You better finish this damn marathon. You don't finish this damn marathon. You're not going to be able to pay your bills. You're not going to be able to take care of your family. You're not going to be able to do this. You're not going to be able to do that. And those are the two type of people. The two type of weekend people. Type one, they don't want to run that damn marathon, but they have no choice. So 
hey, it's Friday. Oh, great Friday. I get to lay down and rest, and hopefully my body will heal up fast enough for me to go back to work Monday and do this crap all over again. And then there's type two. Oh, man, I wish I could heal up faster. I can't wait to run another race. <laughs> and those are the people that love their jobs. Those are the people that when the weekend comes up, they're not beaten down. They're not drained. They're not physically beaten up. They love their jobs. In fact, they would rather not have to go to the damn weekend. But when they go to the weekend, we can go to a party and we can do this and we can get laid. We can have a good time. Hey, let's go sailing. Hey, let's go to the beach. Hey, let's get in the boat. Hey, let's do this. Hey, let's hey, let's run. Hey, let, we ran a marathon, but I feel good. Let's run some more. Hey, let's lift some weights. Hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do hey, But then there's, even, there's another type that I didn't even put with these two types because this type is over and above even those two types. It's the type of people whose life is so good that the weekend's inconsequential. It doesn't matter if there's a weekend. They don't care. In fact, they can actually pick and choose when the weekends are. I had a friend like that. He was a very successful comic. I was just starting out. And this guy was already making money. He had development deals and this, that, and the other thing. I mean, none of them turned into TV programs, but they were handing him checks for hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, just for showing up. And even if he didn't get the show on the air, he still had hundreds of thousands of dollars. I didn't get no damn money to damn it. Now, granted, we were at different levels of show business, but still, shit. So he would come to Los Angeles, you know, and every time he showed up to Los Angeles, I know somebody handed him a check for 150000 or something like that. And so he showed, hey, man, let's go. Uh, I said, yeah, I'll drive you around. Don't worry about it. So he's doing well on the road. He's opening for a famous comedian. I can't say who it is and I can't say his name. You know, I'm not going to do that for privacy's sake, but I have permission to talk about this. So he's making all this money on the road with the comic and he's getting these development deals and all this kind of crap. And um, he comes to town and he doesn't want, and he, he knows me. So I'm driving him around with my nine to five ass, you know, and we're having a great time. And I'm just getting a little taste of his life. I and mean, he's taping the TV program pilots. He's taping pilots and he's doing this, that. He, and by the way, when I say taping pilot, I mean, it's the initial television program that they use to give the executives at the network an idea of what the show will look like. Sometimes the pilot actually goes on the air and sometimes they rework the pilot, which means the first episode. And then they put the reworked version of the pilot on the air. But essentially this is a television series audition for being a television series. And this person filmed a lot of those. And I went, and each time he did that, he got another check for 25 grand in addition to, (laughs) in addition to the 150, just to lock him up to make him do that. And the funny thing is, none of those things went on the air, but he still made truckloads of money just because they were trying to get something for the guy. I like the guy, and I wish he had been more, wish he had been able to get one of those shows on the air because he's a really good dude. Anyway, he comes down, I'm going, man, he goes, ah, I'm staying at the hotel, man. I said, what are you renting a car for? I mean, I want to see the kind of places you're going anyway. He goes, yeah, man, you come hang out with me. You'll meet some people. you get to see all this kind of stuff. We'll have a great time. We'll hang out. We'll, you know, we'll, I'll take you to dinner. I'll treat you to dinner and all this kind of stuff and drive you around and I'll give you gas money and all that kind of crap. And he did that. And we had a great time. And I got to hang out with this guy. And all he did as a living was open for a more famous comic get development deals, try to do pilots. He was making hand money hand over fist as a single man in his, I think he, I was in my early 20s and he was in his mid-20s at the time, okay? So this is what his life was like. He was doing what he loved to do. He didn't give a shit about weekends. What difference did weekends make? He's traveling with a famous person. Weekends to him is when he works. Every time that famous person went off tour and was off doing something else, he had free time. He just sat there with his hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars floating around. He just waited for that particular person to go back on tour again and the person was always touring. And he got to just live a good life. He didn't give a shit. 
So we're driving around Los Angeles, and when one time he's auditioning for something, I'm hanging out, and it's 11.30 at night, so I'm going, oh, man, I got I to gotta get back. I got to get up at work at 6 o'clock in the morning. He goes, all right, man, thanks. I said, uh, I said, what do you need, want me to do? He said, don't worry about it. I'll hang out with the, these guys, and these other guys were just like him at that same level. And basically, they're going, oh, man, I wish you could go with us. I said, but we'll get you tomorrow. After Whenever you get off work tomorrow, call me. We'll come pick you up. You can hang out with us. I had to go to home and go to sleep to go to that bullshit job because I was in section one where you're busting your ass and you're barely able to deal with it and you got, you're tired, you're drained and you want to jump out of a fucking window and your job sucks and the weekend blows because essentially the weekend is only really Saturday because Sunday you can't really do anything because you, you can't commit to anything on Sunday because you got to get up early on Monday and Friday you just busted your ass all day so you're not really completely healed up or whatever you only got that one day your weekend is not a weekend it's a week it's a week stoppage that's all you get you don't get a weekend you just get a week eh. you don't even get the whole word end you just get the e and part of the end eh. you don't even get the end part that's all you get damn it <laughs> right so he decides hey man uh he can't hang out with us anymore that's my boy we, he's, he's good he's good he's good i right, take care man meaning me and i drive off and these guys just abruptly goes hey let's go to the city walk and stay there till three o'clock in the morning hey let's go to jerry's diner let's go to this the next day he calls me hey man do me a favor i'm not gonna be able to hang out with you uh tomorrow i'm gonna be able to hang out with you again next week i said oh really i said what happened you going back to uh to the east coast he goes no 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 me and my friends uh you know we we, we decide we're gonna go ahead we're gonna go to hawaii you heard me correctly. He and his friends abruptly decided, you know, Jerry's Diner was fun last night. You know what we want to do? Let's go to Hawaii for a week on the spur of the moment. I want to go to Hawaii right now. I'll buy what I need in Hawaii when I get there. He could do that because that's what his life was like. He was in level three. Didn't matter what the fuck the job was. He could just abrupt. I'm going to Hawaii right now. But yeah. And I'm going, oh man, I can't even, I have just enough time to work, have sex with my girlfriend on Saturdays or Sundays, and not even both days because I had, like I said, Sunday, I had to be back to work <laughs> early in the morning, but this guy just abruptly decided he wanted to go to Hawaii. And that's the kind of life he has. Now, I'm in level two now where I, when the weekend comes, well, not my, well, actually, I work on the weekends as I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to be working on the weekends as a comedian, but I love what I do, so it doesn't matter. So my weeks, so I don't really have a weekend, but I have time periods where it's like I have a day here where I can just go, ah, I can just relax. Well, maybe a couple of days like, oh yeah, I can just go hang out with my friends. I can do that now for the most part. But the goal is level three, man. I'm going to get to that point where I could just abruptly go, you know what? I feel like going to Hawaii right now. And I want my friends to be cl be successful enough where they can go, yeah, let's go to Hawaii and just hang out for a week. Let's do it now. <laughs> Find the next plane and let's just go. We got enough money. When we get there, we'll buy the crap we need when we get there. Let's just do that. I want to get to that level. Now, I know that how many of you are in level one where you're working and you're busting your ass, killing yourself. Sorry about breathing into the microphone like that. Killing yourself. And the weekend is just like, oh, God, this just fucking sucks. God, I just want to survive this fucking weekend and heal up. Oh, God, it's already Sunday night. Oh, shit. Now I got to go to sleep and go to that bullshit fucked up job that I can't stand. That sucks. I know there's a lot of you that that are like that. You know? And I, I'm not too far removed from that my damn self. <laughs> you know? So I know what it's like. 
So hopefully for you, whatever you do in your life, hopefully you'll be able to move up to level two and hopefully I'll be able to get deep in a level two and not have an occasional level two and be able to eventually move to level three. I want that for all of you. But while you're at level one, and I know some of you are at level one, I'm here for you, you bastards. I know your job kind of sucks a little bit and I know that your job is monotonous and all that kind of shit. You know what you need to do, you bastards? You need to listen to the Yes, Anthony Says podcast. I'm there for you, damn it. I'm there for you to make sure that the time you spend at that job that sucks, sucks a little bit less. You just listen to me, you bastards. And you level two bastards, I'm there for you too, you bastards. You can listen to me on the car when you're going to pick up your friends to go hang out and get drunk and bang each other. Yeah, I'm there for you too, you bastards. And you level three bastards, I'm looking forward to joining you bastards. But since you're there and I can't get there yet, not yet anyway, I'm there for you too when you're on those long flights to Hawaii. When you fly out there and prepare to bang random people because you can get away with them. I'm there for you too. All three levels of bastards. I'm there for all of you. And thank you, you bastards, for in larger and larger numbers being there for the S machine. Oh, yeah. Segment over. Hey, you weird bastards. I'm in the car. Uh, this is this is the uh, stuck in traffic edition. <laughs> the stuck it in traffic segment. And uh, I just watched a guy uh, embarrass himself a bunch of uh, a, a bunch of people. And I was thinking about it. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter uh, what he did. I don't want to talk about what he did because uh, even though you don't, you didn't see it, and you won't know what I'm talking about. For some reason, I don't want to talk about what just happened to this loser. Uh, but I don't know what's worse: being embarrassed in front of other people, or being embarrassed by yourself. You know what I mean? Because the thing is, with being embarrassed in front of other people, you have the option of certain things happening, and the other people go, you know. You really shouldn't be embarrassed. I mean, that happens to everybody. Or, oh, that's really no big deal. At the very minimum, you can kind of, if you're around some good people, you can get some, you know, some 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 pep talks and all that kind of stuff. You know, or if it's a situation where where something embarrassing happens and you successfully hide it from the other people and they don't know that something bad happened to you, it's kind of cool to know you got away with some. Ha ha! They didn't even see that I split my pants. Ha ha ha! And that's actually pretty cool. And also, if you're embarrassed by yourself, it has to be really bad because if you're the only one that saw it, usually you don't give a crap. You know, if you're digging your own ass, you know, you're walking down, you're walking and you're scratching your lower back and all of a sudden it turns into you digging into your own ass. Not that I've ever done that. (laughs) Don't judge me, you bastards. You know, you pick your own nose. Another thing I've never done. Well, then, then, you know, who's going to who's going to know? You know, it's not that big of a deal. You know, no one saw it. Right. So you're not really embarrassed. You go, oh, I guess I shouldn't be digging in my ass or digging in my nose or anything. Uh, I guess I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't eat that off the floor. Not that I've ever done that. <laughs> anyway. But what I'm saying is if it's if you're alone. And it's so bad, it embarrasses you when you're alone. That's got to suck. I know it's got to suck. I've had that happen to me maybe two or three times in my life where I did something so dumb, no one else saw it, yet I was still embarrassed. 
I mean, that has got to suck. You know, don't tell me that, that that's never happened to you when you did something so unbelievably dumb. No one saw it. You could be on the moon, do that thing and go, oh, I hope that the Hubble telescope was not facing the moon right now. Because if they saw this, that's going to go viral on the Internet and I'm going to be a YouTube sensation. Not like that kid from Target where girls thought he was cute and he winds up on Ellen and 700 something thousand followers on Twitter and probably going to make some money off of something probably going to be some kid who's on Nickelodeon or some crap like that and going to have a career because he's cute because of something that happened to him that was kind of embarrassing you know because kids get embarrassed when somebody from the opposite sex calls them cute when you're old and somebody calls you cute you're like yeah all right but when you're young you ever, you ever tell it my, I was with uh I was uh visiting my mother and uh and she was coming out hey how you doing i'm glad you got here hey you know that kind of thing you know and she saw one of her neighbor's grandchildren and she called him pretty eyes and the guy put his the little man put his hands over his eyes like, oh god i'm embarrassed he's a little just a little kid you know but as, a, as an adult one it takes more to embarrass you but when it happens oh man at least when the kid kicks a crap on themselves they're a kid uh, you know I, I know a guy that took a crap on himself and it's like everybody's like oh Oh, we would give you that normal pep talk, but that, uh, that, uh, please tell me you got some kind of disease or something. You know, don't tell me you just got drunk and belligerent and shit on yourself because you're an idiot. Because if you have some kind of disease or colon problem, we'll tell you, there will be some compassion. But if you're just a drunk asswipe and you, you a bad choice of words, asswipe, huh? <laughs> anyway, but if you're just a douche and you did that, come on, man, you know? Sometimes people will actually try to embarrass you. And I never understood that. Why somebody would try to embarrass you. I have a relative that cannot stand public speaking. She can't stand it. She hates it. She hates being in front of people. Her husband actually set up something where, you know, she thought she was going to be uh, just sitting there and having a lunch with friends. And she comes home and like everybody she ever met in life is there. And there's a spotlight in the middle of the damn dining room. He had a microphone set up and she's looking at him like, oh, oh. And we're all looking at him like, oh, dude, because I, I knew it was a bad idea because we all know her. She don't want that crap. And I'm sitting there going, are you sure you want to do this? You know, she hates public speaking. Oh, she's going to love it. Everybody's going to be here. <laughs> I'm going Oh, oh God, I wish you were a friend of mine and not a relative, because if you were a friend of mine, I would I would immediately go, dude, you might as well just just tape your genitals up because you were not having sex for a long, long time. And I would also suggest going to sleep with a football helmet on because there might be some accidental spinning elbows to the face. But, you know, some people don't think about that because being embarrassed sucks, you know. And I'm pretty hard to embarrass because, quite frankly, in many cases, I don't give a crap. But I remember when the last time I got embarrassed and it was like really horrible. And and the thing about it is you don't think that it affects you, but I still remember being embarrassed. I remember the first my one and only anxiety attack that I had. That shit was 20 something years ago. And I still remember because I was very I, I mean, if I didn't remember. I remember it specifically, you know. So it's really weird watching somebody get embarrassed in public. And all you do is you put yourself in that situation. You're going, oh, I would have been so bad if it was me. Oh, Now I'm in a different position now because if something really embarrassing happens to me, I'll podcast about the shit. I don't give a crap. This thing happened. Well, that's going to be a segment on the podcast. You know, so it's a little... <laughs>
<laughs> so it's, it's a little different with me, but I don't know, man. It's, it's just being embarrassed just sucks, you know. I know you've, you've had situations where you were embarrassed by something. You know, your spouse said something, you know, you, I need you to not talk about this. You know, Frankie, Frankie had an erectile, erectile dysfunction problem, too. You know, that happens to guys, you know, when they're in their 60s. Frank, Frankie's thing didn't work, and we went to the doctor. And, uh, yeah, and he's, he's fine now. We're, we're really go, we're going to town on each other now because he had the thing, and then he took the pills. Because, I mean, it was like it was like he might as well not even have had one at that point because, you know, I kept telling him to stop eating like that, and then they clogged arteries. And then, I mean, he could, I mean, he used to be a real, he used to be a real battering ram. But now, I mean, I mean, it's like, I mean, well, not now. He's back to being a real real piece of machinery like he was when he was younger but there was a time there for about six months where it was like you know I almost I was like you know I was kind of embarrassed for him I mean I was like I, I you know I actually avoided going to bed with him because I know you know he would he, I would want to make a move on him and then I would look down there and it was you know what I mean it's like going to try to drive a car and there's no tires on it and the engine's taken out and I went and he's sitting there going all they asked you was how you keep in such good shape and how do I keep in such good shape? I don't remember at any point in time them asking about the workings of my genitals. Why did you bring that up? <laughs> right? Guys who do that crap to their wives all the time too. They just don't. Because sometimes you're so close to the person and you know everything about them. But you don't think before you speak and you wind up saying something that's just horrible and, and it's like oh and this is a real one i remember a guy there was a lady she had some kind of i forgot what it was some kind of ph balance problem or some crap like that and she had to take some kind of medication because she had a problem um that women some women have where um no matter how well they take care of themselves in a cleanliness way no matter how well they clean themselves sometimes um it's not good to be in certain areas of their their person, especially the areas below the navel and above the waist. And she had a problem with that area not being the most pleasant. Um, uh, uh, even though I, I don't mind cursing in the podcast, I feel uncomfortable talking about this. You understand? Uh, the good stuff was like pew. Okay. I, oh, God. Now I'm embarrassing myself bringing this crap up. And this ain't even about me or anybody I dated. And so there was a lady talking about some stuff. Now, she did. Her husband embarrassed her by bringing that up. And I'm sitting there with my girlfriend at the time. And and then she, her the other husband is now going, oh, yeah, she stacked down there, too. And, and me and my girlfriend at the time were looking at each other like, why? Why? Why did you say that? Why is this a topic for discussion? Why are you doing this? And also, why did I order fettuccine Alfredo? Why? Why? You know, don't embarrass people all the time. Keep some stuff to yourself. I talked about that before. And these are true stories. I'm not making, I mean, no, I did that thing about the cat with the cat. No, I'll, I'll write stories and tell you wacky stories in the podcast for humor's sake. But this is the truth. And I'm like, why would you tell? You know what I'm saying? I mean, especially since they both actually did have those problems and they were resolved. They're at the point now where that problem no longer exists. 
So why would you do that? Why would you talk about, you know, my wife was this, my wife was gross down there too. You my, my wife was gross down there. Really guys, come on. And then they look at me. So it's Anthony, was she gross down there? And I'm going, what? And she's looking at me angrily as if I'm sitting there going, when have I ever, ever said anything about something like that? But she was so busy looking at me angrily in anticipation of the possibility that I may let something slip that now when I said, I'm not, what are you talking about? I tried to deflect, but because I deflected and because she so quickly snapped her head around to look angrily at me, they just assumed that she also had the problem. And then she had to defend herself. I was, I'm always great down there, right ass? And I'm going, I don't want to talk about your genitals with, what the hell are, what are we, 15, 20, 19? What the hell is this? We're all grown people. Once you get past a certain age, you don't talk about your woman's genitals anymore. You know what I'm saying? When you're very young and you're like 19 years old, yeah, me and it's good. I put my thing up in her stuff. and You talk about that. Once you get to a certain age, it's like, dude, really? I don't want to know that much about the, the woman's genitals that I'm with. I know more about your woman's genitals than I do about the woman that, whose genitals that I'm dating, and, and and I've been inside her genital thousands, inside her genitals thousands of times. Just shut up. <laughs> right? You know, this is too much information, man. So that's the thing about it: being embarrassed. Being embarrassed just sucks. You know. That's why I try my best not to embarrass people, put people in a situation where they feel like they have to defend themselves against something. Because once you become embarrassed, once that thing is out there, it's out there. This thing that I'm talking to you about with the, the two friends' wives that had the you know stuff down there that wasn't the most fragrant, five years ago this happened. They're still married. We're still friends. And I'm telling you, even though they both, after this disgusting conversation, made it clear that the problem has since been solved in the back of my head. And I hate that. I'm not even with that girl anymore, but I'm still friends with these people in the back of my head. When I see these two ladies, the only thing that the first thing that pops up is not both of you are wonderful ladies, which they are. Both of you are very, very intelligent ladies, which they are. Both of you are really good friends of mine, which you are. But in the back of my mind, every time I see them, both of them, I th- all I can think about is, y'all used to stink down there. <laughs> I didn't want that in my mind. I didn't want that thought in my mind. I didn't want to have that picture in my mind. But my jackass friends put it in my mind by embarrassing their spouses. So all I'm saying is, don't embarrass people. You know, and if somebody does something embarrassing or embarrasses themselves, makes a jackass out of themselves, humiliates themselves, looks like a complete D-bag or a loser, let them off the hook. In fact, if you embarrass yourself, let yourself off the hook. Nobody's perfect. Nobody. We all make mistakes. We all look like dumbasses sometimes. We all get caught digging in our ass sometimes. We all get caught picking our nose sometimes. Sometimes we stink. Sometimes we trip going up the steps. Sometimes we miss our mouths with the spoon. Sometimes these things happen. 
well, it happened to you people. I, that stuff has never happened to me. <laughs> you know, I've never actually tripped or fall and never picked my nose, never, you know, was, was scratching my lower back and then somehow went down and started playing with the buttocks. I mean, that's never happened to me. I know that most people would think that that happens to everybody, that they get caught scratching their own buttocks. But I, of course, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> anyway, all I'm saying is, like I said, my podcast family. My wonderful, wonderful, rapidly growing, thank you for that, by the way, podcast family. Don't embarrass people. And if somebody's embarrassed, let them off the hook. And if we meet, and I I would consider it an honor if I got to meet some of you cats because you guys are great enough to to listen to me on a weekly basis and bring friends back. And I keep saying that uh, because I want to. Because you keep doing it. So I just want to say thank you for that. But when we meet, I'm not going to say if we meet. At some point, I'm probably going to meet a bunch of you because I'm going to go back out on tour doing stand-up again while I do the podcast simultaneously. I just want to say, do not tell me about the uh, your genitals, okay? I don't want to hear about it. Keep that to yourself, gosh dang it. All I'm saying, damn it, keep all of that information to yourself because you might embarrass yourself and your damn sure would embarrass me. So don't do it. Don't do it, damn it. Segment over. You know what, folks? Let me ask you a question. Are you surrounded by intelligent people? I like to think that I'm surrounded by intelligent people and that my friends are intelligent human beings. Everybody thinks that. You think your friends are intelligent people, right? You wouldn't surround yourself with a bunch of idiots. But if you notice, there's a lot of intelligent people that do a lot of stupid things. And it's really frustrating when a person who's intelligent does stupid things, especially if it's a stupid thing that affects you. Now, if you have children around, because when you see people get mad at children for doing things that children do, I don't understand it. Now, I know if a children, if a, if a, if a children, if a child breaks a vase, of course you're going to be upset that the vase is broken. If they write on the wall, of course you're going to be upset that they write on the wall. But I've seen people that got angry at their children because their children went to the bathroom in a diaper. I saw people that got mad because children acted like children. Children ate smashed food in their face. They got mad at children for doing things children do. I have babysat a billion and a half kids because I'm the guy in the family that has no children and damn near everyone else has 60. So I don't mind having the kids around. And people go, how can you keep your cool when the kids act like the way they're acting? I said, because they're children and this is what they do. Now, do I get annoyed? Sure. But I don't get all pissed off. Why? Because they're children doing what children do. Now, when the children get older and they know better, of course I get upset. Uncle S, um, oh, 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 what are you doing? But I was just, nah, 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 nah. Put it back. You know you're not supposed to touch that. Sit on the couch. And whatever punishment I decide to dole out. I don't hit kids, by the way. Whatever punishment I decide to dole out, I dole it out swiftly. But it does not include hitting them. You know? So, yeah, I get annoyed because at that age, when they're a little bit older, they should know better. When I say don't touch something, keep your damn hands off it. If you're old enough and tall enough to touch, to reach on the second shelf, that means you're old enough to know not to touch anything on the second shelf, you little punk. I told you to leave that trophy alone. I told you to leave that citation alone or award rather a, a, a award alone. I told you to leave that diploma alone, but you went and touched it and you broke the glass. Now, why did you do it? And he did the punishment. Bam. Deal. Dole it out. Bam. Why? Because, and by the way, bam does not mean hitting you sick bastard. Bam. But I know that they know better. And that's why I'm upset. 
Now, I say that to say, once a person knows better, they should know not to do those things. Like a friend of mine recently, knowing that I have to get up early on Mondays to take care of certain things, that's the day of the week where I have to get up early and everybody knows, leave S alone on Sunday nights because he's got a lot of work to do and he has to get up early on Mondays to take care of certain things that he has to do. But the person still, upon knowing that, calls me at 12.30 a.m., Sunday, which basically is really 12.30 a.m. Monday, knowing that. Now, with everybody knowing not to call me on Sunday nights because I have a lot of stuff to do and I have to get up early, everyone knows that. So I, if I see the phone ring at 12.30 a.m., which is really Monday, I'm going to think that there's an emergency. I mean, you know not to call me. Everyone knows not to call me. It's a universal thing. There's no one that knows me personally that knows, that does not know not to make that phone call at that time. Bam, but the call comes in. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, someone must be sick. Someone must be stranded. There must be an emergency. And I pick up the phone and I'm really kind of freaked out a little bit because everybody knows not to call at this time. So this must be really, really important. Guess what? It wasn't. You called me this time of night knowing my situation because your wife is mad at you. Okay. Did she shoot at you? No. Did she try to kill you? No. Are you going to go in bed and get in bed next to her and feel safe? Yes. So you're calling me because you're slightly upset with your wife at 12.30 a.m. knowing I have to get up early. Will she still be mad at you at 10 o'clock in the morning tomorrow? Of course. Mm -hmm. Will she still be mad at you at noon? Yeah. Don't you think that of the three times I gave you, don't you think the noon would, wouldn't have been a better option? I know you see the 12 on the clock and it looks like noon. It looks like it's 1230. But no, if you walk up to the clo clock closer, you'll notice that there's an A before the M and not a P before the M. Mm -hmm. AM means something different than p.m. Like right now, the A and a.m. stands for I want to kick you in your ass. Okay? The man called me because his wife had a fight. Dude. Really? That is just dumb. Now, I have no problem listening to my friends complain about stuff. I'm the guy they all come to complain about. Do you know how much dirt I have on everybody? Shit, I could ruin their freaking lives with one two-hour podcast. I could ruin them. I could ruin them, damn it. I won't, but I could. That was just dumb to do that. And it messed my whole day up. I was sleepy the whole day. Why? Because after I got this jackass off the phone after a half an hour, I was so upset that the fool would call me in the first place that I couldn't go back to sleep until 3 o'clock in the morning. Some of it was because I was angry, and some of it was because I was sitting there seething with fantasies about drop-kicking his ass around the center of the earth. 
not one kick, but a series of kicks in the ass until we move systematically around the, the center of the planet. 25,000 miles of kicks in the ass. Yeah, that's right. I would kick him in the ass for that long. Even on the water. It'd be underwater ass kicking. Splash, bow, splash, bang. Are you still kicking me in the ass when we're in the water? You're damn right. <laughs> but that's the thing. People do dumb things all the time and don't even think about how um, what they're doing is. You don't call somebody at 12.30 a.m. on a Monday? For that? Even if I had a gorgeous girlfriend, at, and I, I didn't at that time, even if I didn't have, a, well, actually I don't have it at this time either, but specifically at that time, I didn't have one at that time either. Even if she called me up and said, listen, you obviously find me gorgeous, delicious, and incredible. You love getting it on with me. I, even though I, I never had said anything in our, in, our, in our entire time together about being bisexual, today I decided I wanted, I found the friend who's equally attractive, and we would like to come over and get it on with you for four hours. If that happened, if my, if I had a gorgeous girlfriend at that time who had an equally gorgeous friend who they both said, let's be, this is the only time we're going to do it. For some reason, for some reason, I only feel like sharing you with other equally attractive women between 1230 at night and four o'clock in the morning. For some reason, that's the only time it's ever going to happen. And it's only going to happen this one time. And I was wondering if you would like me and my equally gorgeous girlfriend who's a friend to come over and get it on with you and then destroy you in bed all until four o'clock in the morning and get it on with you. And I would even in that circumstance, I would say, absolutely, you can do that. See, I'm not an idiot. I mean, come on. I would be upset with myself at 402 going, I can't believe I did that. And then as they were leaving, I would give my girlfriend a kiss. Mwah, thank you for bringing your equally attractive friend over and both of you destroying me in bed by banging the crap out of me. And then I'd give her a, a kiss on the forehead because after we finished getting it on, because if you've been with two women, if you've been with your woman and another woman, even though you have gotten it on with both of them, the moment all of you went on top of each other, you have to automatically, even though you're standing there nude, you're now platonic friends with the woman you were just on top of because now you the permission to get it on with that woman just stop that woman just stop because your girlfriend says you can we can all get it on but the second that you go and I go and she goes the second that that's over with you can't touch her sexually again so we get out of the bed and then she goes hi that was fun that's not go that was fun to kiss my girlfriend I'll see you tomorrow and you go well thank you very much for the vagina thank you very much and you say that to the other lady and you shake your hand and say thank you very much for allowing me up in you and me getting it on fantastic it was great and we're now back to being platonic <laughs> it's amazing how that works I used to go to strip clubs and I used to play strip clubs and it was hilarious to me to watch the lady up on stage, boom, boom, chickity, boom, look at this here and look at this stuff and the dance with the thing and leg on the egg and do this stuff and the gyrate here and getting you thing and you look at these things and to put my butt and you look at this stuff and I do all this and I fold myself up and I do this stuff and I get on top of you and I grind on your lap and I do him thing and him thing, thing and you see all both these and you can almost touch these and you better not touch them because the bounce is going to kill you if you try to touch them and this and that and then as soon as the music stops, Boom, boom. She picks up a towel, covers her breast, covers her butt. What are you looking at? I'm going, what the hell? I can only look at you when music's playing? <laughs> I digress. Back to the people being stupid. But even if my girlfriend came up and said she would do that kind of thing, share me with a friend of hers and we would get it on. Yes, I would do that. But that's the only thing I would do. 
the only thing. If you're not, and my girlfriend, had to, whoever girlfriend I'm with or wife I'm with at the time, and then she brings an equally attractive friend to come in there and get it on with me, that's the only thing, damn it. Other than that, don't call me. And it just shows you how dumb people can be sometimes. Even people that are normally intelligent. This person who called me at 12.30 a.m. on a Monday is not a dumb guy. The man has three. Actually, no, he has two master's degree. No, wait a minute. He has a... Shit, what the fuck is his credentials? Oh, he has a... uh, He has a... Yes, he has two master's degree. He has two master's degrees. And his two master's degree ass was too dumb not to realize, not to call my ass at 12.30 a.m. Dumb. We all do dumb things. I mean, not me. <laughs> I mean, I actually, look, I actually had to go to the dictionary, dictionary like people still use those. I actually had to go online and look up the phrase dumb things to find out that people actually do dumb things because I am so, I have never actually done anything dumb myself. <laughs> So I can't relate to you regular people, regular human beings. <laughs> no one's buying that. You're not buying that. You realize I'm just like everybody else and do dumb shit. Yeah, well, fuck y'all. Now back to the story. And I see people do dumb things all the time. I'm sitting there. I remember I was driving to a gig at a place where I was doing my one man show. It was a theater. It was a small little theater. I was doing my one man, well, one of my one man shows there, and I was all in a good mood. I'm going, this is great, man. The last one did went well, and all this kind of stuff. And this is going to be great, and hopefully that this will be, you know, the thing to turn me to a big deal and a big break. And at the very least, this is fun to do, and I love it. And this is great. And I pull up, and I see the people, and I see people lined up outside, and it's like, oh, this is going to be great. You know, this is going to be fun. This is great. And then I see these people. And there was a parking spot right in front of the uh, the, the little little place and I wanted to park there but somebody else got there first and I didn't give a shit you know and then I saw these two cars try to get in front of it was a paid space with a parking meter in front of the building and I wanted to take the space because I had one of those things that I could actually put in there that made that mean that I didn't have to pay for the meter but that's a long story it would have been free for me long story um so these two jackasses one guy's trying to pull in, one guy's trying to back in. And it was like that episode of Seinfeld where George Costanza and that other guy were trying to park in front of, across from Jerry's house and they sat out there all night fighting about you can't back into a parking space. You can't go into a parking space the front way. Well, you can't go backwards. Well, you can't go to front. You can't do that. And they're sitting there and I'm going, what is, what's that? the hell is this crap, right? And I'm so focused on these two jackasses and everyone's in line. They're literally people just, it was literally just like the damn episode where people were arguing that you can't back in. Well, you can't go in front. Well, I was here first. Well, I was backing in. Arguing adults. Now, you're probably going, well, they were arguing over the spot. It may be silly to argue over the spot, but you know, sometimes you have to have those conflicts because you need to resolve conflicts. And sometimes there's difference of his opinion and somebody's right, right? You know, here's the thing that made it dumb. These two jackasses were so busy arguing with each other over a spot where they would have to literally run out in two hours to put coins into the machine, into the, into the parking meter that across the street, maybe a, just a little bit further, I mean, literally across the street, not even that big of a street, there was an entire half block of free parking I'm sorry maybe I didn't say that again I'll say that again because maybe maybe I I didn't say it loud enough or close enough to the microphone across the street 
was a block of free parking. Meaning, if they weren't so busy focusing on fighting over this lame-ass parking spot, they could have looked to the left. Well, one of them would have looked left and the other one would have looked right because they were facing each other. <laughs> That's how it works, you see. They would have seen that. I very calmly drove around these jackasses, did a U-turn, slid my car right into the free parking spaces, and I walked across the street, and they're all out there, and another thing, and then the parking space, and then the bar, and another thing, and then you, you can't buy it back in. You, you can't drive it. Well, I was here first. No, you were here first. That's what it started to sound like to me for a while, after a while. And I walk up to these two jackasses, and I go, hi. Oh, yeah, hey, man, ain't you the one on the show? That's you on the poster, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm looking forward to hearing good things about your show. Thanks a lot. You know what? I'd like to do something nice for both of you, too. What is that? Free tickets? Yuck, 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 yuck. <laughs> no, you're paying to get in. But I want you to see my two fingers? And they both look at my two fingers. And I raise my fingers up, and they both were following my fingers. And I raise them, I put them, I slow, I put them down, and they watch my fingers. I said, what is this? What are you doing? I said, this, this is great. You're going to love this. And then I turned around, and, I, and, and, I, and as they were all following my fingers, I pointed them across the street. And they noticed the block minus the length of my car, of free parking places across the street. Free. And they looked at each, they looked at me, and they looked at each other. Then they both looked stooped. They, looked, they both had looks in the face as if to say, oh, we're both idiots. And they both sheepishly got into their cars and parked across the street behind me. And then I ran across the street, got in my car, and swept back into that fucking space. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> I went, I ran across the street, got in my car, whipped my car right into that fucking parking space, pulled out my shit that I got from the building and jammed it into that uh, parking meter, which gave me free parking all night. And I parked right in front of the building. And they were looking at me, and they were like, with their mouths open. And I waited for them to cross the street, and I went, um, you're both idiots. And then they started laughing and then I laughed and then I went in and of course did one of the best shows of all time. <laughs> because I'm incredible. Now listen. So don't do dumb stuff, okay? Don't do dumb crap. You know, if you know your friend has to get up early in the morning on a Monday and you know you're going to ruin his day, don't call him because your wife yelled at you. Because cause basically you're a grown man and stop being a punk. And if there's a parking space, if somebody gets to the parking space before you do, just move on. There's no reason to get out of your car and roll around on the ground and whoop each other's ass. You don't know who has a gun. You know, you don't know who's crazy. And is the parking space really worth all of that? No, that's just dumb. So don't do that. Don't call people early in the morning. Don't do that. Don't get into big, long, 25-minute altercations over a parking spot that a very, very talented stand-up comic and podcaster is going to take when you two jackasses cross the street. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Be wise, my friend. Make good decisions, my friend. I know you're going to make good decisions. You already made a good decision. <laughs> I mean, you're listening to me. <laughs> and ain't no better decision than that. Segment over.
Okay, you weird bastards. Let's talk about your friends. You know, we do a lot of discussing of relationships and families and things of that nature. But we don't talk about your friends that much. And if you have a group of friends, if just like a family, in a family, everybody kind of falls into roles. But usually those are kind of lined up based on your birth order. I'm the oldest child, so you know what that means for me. You know what that means. Hey, what do you think, S? What do you think, S? What do you think, S? What do you think of this? That's what that is, right? I'm that guy for my siblings, Okay. But when you have a group of friends, it's the same thing. After a while, everybody kind of falls into a role that they, and then as it turns out with my friends, I've fallen into the same damn role that I've fallen into in my family. All of those dumb bastards come in. S, what do you think of this? S, what do you think of that? How about this? S, give me, what do you think of this? I need some advice. S, what do you think of this? What do you think I should do with this? S, hey, uh, you, uh, you, uh. I didn't pick that crap. They gave me that crap. I didn't even have, I think they went and voted on that crap when I was out getting beers or something. Yo ass, why don't you go out, uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, get, get, could you pick up the beers? Oh yeah, no problem. You know, it's my turn anyway. Yeah, 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 your turn. Yeah. <laughs> why are you guys all sitting at a table um, with ballots in your hands? Ballots? These aren't ballots. <laughs> what are you talking about? How come I didn't get a ballot? Well, no, this, these aren't ballots. These aren't ballots. We're definitely not voting about something as soon as you walk out the door. <laughs> okay, I'll be out of here. Okay, take care, S. <laughs> okay, listen, he's gone now. We're all kind of fucked up in the head, okay? We all have problems. He's a little, he's a weird ass, but he's the most normal of all of us. And the most level-headed of all of us. And he's a, he's one of us that's actually an oldest child. And he's the least nuts. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a ballot and we're going to pick him and our group of friends to be the one that listens to us whine like punks about our problems and we're going to go to him and annoy him with the stupid crap that we do and we're going to expect him to solve our problems and to keep us out of trouble and to keep us from getting our ass whipped if we get drunk and for advising us and if we decide to do something dumb for smoothing things over with our wife if we haven't fucked up too badly. All those in favor of making us the one that has to clean up our asses say I. I The eyes have it. If there was anybody that was thinking about saying nay, I'm going to kick your ass because I'm the one in the group that's the biggest and the strongest. Okay, that's great. Now, when he comes back, we're going to let him know that that's what he is. Okay, guys, I'm back with the beer. Okay, uh, what's the score? The score is uh, 7 to nothing. 7 to nothing was 14-13 when I left. What are you talking about? Oh, we're not talking about the game, jackass. Sit down. All right, well, what's up? Yeah, um, we lied to you when you left. We did have ballots. And we voted seven enough to make you the one that listens to all of our bullshit problems. And oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a second. Hold it a second. Listen to all of your problems. You punks whine as it is now. Yeah, but now you have a defined role. You're definitely going to be the one that uh, we whine like punks to. And give, listen, you have to listen to all of our bullcrap problems. And um, you're going to have to, when, if any of us acts like jackasses and gets in trouble, you're going to be the one we call to make sure we get out of we get out of trouble. And if any one of us Fs up and makes a mistake with our wives, not the big mistake like cheating, but just dumb guy mistakes, they're going to call you to talk about why we're idiots. Oh, it wouldn't have mattered if you voted because we all voted for you. It would have been seven to one even if you were here. So we didn't even bother having you vote because we knew what your vote was going to be. Oh, come on. Shut up, punk. <laughs> because that's what it was like. You know, I didn't have any say in the matter, man. I'm the one, like I said, I get phone. Man, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? My wife's a bit. Hi, ass. Hey, what's going on, girl? 
Um, Frank's being a real asshole. Um, let me tell you what he did. Oh, God. Oh, go ahead. He did this. Because that's what it starts to sound to me after a while. And he did. I'm going to put him on the phone. Yes, man. Listen. She's, she's, she's got it wrong. I, I, what, I, what really happened was I was because that's what he sounds like after a while. Okay, look, you two jerk-offs. Put her back on the phone. I want you both on the phone at the same time. Okay, this is what you need to do. Because that's probably what I sound like them after a while. Because <laughs> I talked about it in an earlier podcast about how I got stuck babysitting my friends whenever my friends wives go someplace i get stuck with them you know like male like grown-up play dates that drop them off to me i'm like oh hold on damn it i didn't sign up for this crap they're going we heard about the secret ballot asshole just shut up and watch them and don't let them get in any trouble like oh they heard you heard about the ballot yeah the wives also voted me voted seven to nothing for you too jerk off ah damn it oh anybody wanted to vote to get me off the hook damn it (laughs) but we all have roles you know, and I'm the one that everybody whines to. And I, I'm like, you know, that, that character, the wolf, I think it was called the wolf in a uh, Pulp Fiction when Harvey Keitel would show up and then clean up the bodies and fix everything. And he was level headed. And th- that's me. Damn it. That's me. I'm that guy. And yes, whenever I go to fix my friend's problems, I look like an old white guy when I do it. <laughs> that's true. Anyway. But that's the thing. Man. And so when I, the reason I brought this up is is to talk about. Sometimes when you have a role in your group of friends, if you fall out of that role for whatever reason, people become uncomfortable. They don't like it. People are creatures of habit. They don't want you to not be in the role that you've been assigned. Right? It's not like they don't care about me. These people love me to death. Each and every one of them, including the wives, would jump in front of a gun for me. I know that for a fact. I know that and I would do the same for them. And they know that. But when it comes to me having a problem wanting to whine like a punk to somebody, they are so used to being the whinies. They're not like listening. They don't they're not used to me whining to them. I don't do it that often, you know, but, you know, well, this and this was like 15 years ago. I'm like, man, the girl, man, she broke my heart, man. And they're all looking at me like, I don't know what to do here. I mean, it's like, like normally we come. And why do you like punks? And now you're whining like a punk. You've never whined like a punk before. Uh, did you take? Did you did you sit on the toilet? You have your stomach upset? Did you take a poop? I'm like, I'm not five years old. I'm not five years old. That's something a mom says to a five year old. You don't ask a man well, who's basically you know coming to you with a problem about a relationship. If I sat on the toilet and pooped, that's not the solution. I'm not a five year old with a tummy ache. And then I went on into the bathroom, sat down and pooped, and then I was cool. I was like, you know, now that I've actually sat down and pooped, I'm actually over the girlfriend. You know, it was actually, you know, even though you stumbled upon that good advice, it was actually good advice. I now know whenever there's a really ma- a major problem in my life, if I actually sit down and poop, it actually solves the problem. Okay, that did not happen. <laughs> but but they didn't even know how to react. Like, really? I don't, I don't know what this... I can't. I, I, they were like they, they were they were completely stunned. You want something? I just I don't. I, I can't. I, what, do, what do we guys? What do we do? He's asking us for something. I just. I mean, he has a problem. He needs us to. He's usually the one that works on our. We we don't. I, 
I said, okay, how about that? I know what I'm going to do, you jerk-offs. I'm going to act like the problem is a problem that you had, and I'm going to give myself the advice that I would have given you. dun dun dun, dun. Oh, problem solved. Good. I'm out. Is everything everything going to go back to normal now? Because we really have a lot of shit we want to whine like punks about. Are you back to normal now? Yes, I'm back to normal now. Not only have I given myself the advice that I would have given you, I did it while sitting on the toilet and pooping because, you know, sometimes when there's a problem, you need to sit on Okay, the poop, the poop part did not happen. But the part about giving myself the advice that I would have given them did happen, okay? <laughs> right? But I fell out of my divine, my defined relationship in in the role, and they they were really, I mean, they weren't that bad, but they were kind of confused, like, really? What the hell? I don't know what to tell you, man. I, uh, you can whine to us, but I don't know. But that's not the only time it happened. Sometimes people fall out of their roles. I'm the level-headed one, and we also have other guys in the group, of, of the group, that are the normal, everyday, you can count on them, rock-solid guys, you know, just like, you know, like normal, everyday, run, you know, all-American, hey, everything's normal, everything's normal type guys. And we're sitting there watching the football game. Some of us are actually there. Some of us are on that, uh, the Google Plus thing, okay? So we're all kind of in the same, this damn chair. Sorry about that. That was a chair sliding down. I hit the, the, the stick on the side of the chair and the chair slid down. Apparently, either that or my chair had some beans today and decided to fart. I've been, and it's been known to do that. Back to the story. So we're watching the game, and the game was, and like some of my friends are Dallas Cowboy fans, and some of them are Giants fans. They're fans that most of them have teams that it's good if the Eagles lose, and if the Eagles were losing under normal circumstances, they'd be sitting right there, yeah, punk, ha ha, your team stinks, you stink. Eagles suck, Eagles wings clip birds, fall down, fall, shot down birds, all little wacky, you know, sayings. But they were getting their ass whipped so bad by the Green Bay Packers that they wouldn't even say anything to me. They were like, damn, dude, um, you know, you know, this happens to everybody. Um, yeah, I'm going, wow, that must be, this is a real ass weapon if they won't trash talk me. Now, the reason I bring up the Eagles game is because watching the Eagles game reminded me of something that happened with one of the friends who I will not describe and who I have permission to talk about this, but I will not identify which friend it is, okay? Not that you know, not that any of you people know these, these people anyway. But watching the Eagles game reminded me of when one of the normal ones shit on himself. Because that's what it, that's what it felt like. Watching a team that you know was pretty good be that bad in front of you on national television in a prime, and like in, the, in one of the national games when they know everybody's watching, watching them suck that badly is like watching one of your normal, everyday, run-of-the-mill, rock-solid friends shit on themselves. And that actually happened. You know? And it's one of those things where you're going, did you just shit on yourself? The guy's like, um, uh, yeah, anyway, um, it's hot outside, isn't it? I'm going, no, no, dude, dude, dude. We're here in the room with you. You shit on yourself. When you shit on yourself, you don't get to ask what the weather is. What you do is go, oh, no, I shit on myself. And then you go clean it up. But the fact that you're trying to deflect attention from something we can all see just makes it worse. You know? You shit on yourself. You're not a shit on yourself guy. I'm not a shit on yourself guy. A couple of these dudes are shit on themselves, guys. If someone would have come to me and said, you know, you know who bleep uh, took a crap on himself, I'd go, yeah, sure. Now, a couple of the other guys, no, but Bill uh, took a crap on himself. Hey, Bill does that. You know what I'm saying? Bill's crazy. <laughs> but you, you're not one of those guys. What's wrong with you? Now, granted... He was trying to hold it so he could. This, this is this is a while ago. We were watching some kind of sporting event, 
years before. And he didn't want to go to the bathroom. I was like, dude, you better go, man. You're sitting there. You're looking like you, you know, your legs are shaking. You know, I was like, just you go. Oh, I just want to wait till this, till a certain thing happens, and boom, he couldn't make it. And we're going, dude. You shit on yourself. You're not a shit on yourself, guy. Right? And just like that Eagles game, they're not as bad as that fifty-three to thirty. 53 to 20 smash out and they don't suck that badly next week they'll probably beat the crap out of the next team you know that's an aberration but just it's, it's like but it still kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth you go damn eagles what did you what did you do you went to the green bay packers stadium you went to lambeau field you got on the field and you shit on yourselves you're not a shit on yourself team you haven't you haven't shit on yourself all year what are you doing you got blown up. You shit on yourself. What's wrong with you? And it was just like this guy, dude. You don't do things like that. You know, you're the level-headed guy. Why would you make a decision to sit there and hold it because you want to see a certain? <clears throat> excuse me. Because you want to see a certain thing happen, and then you go on yourself. What is wrong with you? And when the Eagles next week, by next week, say they blow out the next team or whatever. It'll pretty much mean they went back to where they normally are. Okay, great. But in the back of your mind, you're going, but last week, you went to Lambeau Field and you crapped on yourself. I can't get that out of my mind. They're going to have to win like five games in a row before you stop thinking about Lambeau Field and the ass whooping they just took and crapping on themselves. And this guy, it took us like two years after that moment because we were all looking at him. Every time we looked at him, he's going, you guys are thinking about it, aren't you? I'm going, dude, 400 days ago, you shit on yourself. He's like, when are you guys going to let that go? I said, not yet, man. Not yet. It's not like I can control the fact. This is, you shit on yourself, man. I'm sorry to curse so much, but I don't want to say crap. Because crap is something a baby does. You're a grown-ass man. And you shit on yourself. <laughs> and it was not bad. And, you know, and he was out of the role of being a normal guy. And it took, like I said, it took two years before we could look at him and have that, hey, Bill, what's going on? Or whatever, you know. It was, it was, it was two years. Because he had fallen out of the role that he'd been a normal guy. He doesn't do that. He doesn't make mistakes like that. He doesn't make bad decisions. He doesn't crap on himself. He's Mr. Normal. But back then, he went on himself. Now, even now, this is years later, I don't even think about that that much anymore. Even though I'm talking about it right now in front of a whole lot of people. <laughs> With his permission, by the way. But what I'm saying is, it doesn't really matter. Hold on for a second. Somebody actually tried to contact yours truly. Let me shut this down real quick. Sorry about that. Normally, people are trying to... There we go. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry about that. People should know that I'm recording my podcast right now. I should not be doing that. Um. So, so but, but the thing is, you, you think about... You, it takes a long time to... To stop thinking about when people do weird things. Like I said, it's going to take me a while to get the bad taste out of my mouth of seeing the birds play that badly and embarrassing themselves and embarrassing me in front of people who would have normally trash talk me. And that guy who was next to me, man, it took, I was looking at that football game. I'm going to look at these birds on, the, on, 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 on television playing the Packers, man. It's like they crapped on themselves. And we all went, 
And everybody looked and looked at him. And he's going, oh. And I'm going, no, 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 no. We weren't trying to bring that back up. And I know we all looked at you. We weren't trying to bring it back up and embarrass you. Let's just go back to watching the game and watch my hometown team embarrass themselves. They came out of the role that they had been put in of a good football team. And that's why it was so shocking. If we knew that they sucked, which they don't, get them blown out like that wouldn't have been a big deal. And it's just like that guy who I was telling about. He was the normal friend. that Every day, everything's cool. Everything's normal. You can count on him. He doesn't make dumb mistakes. He doesn't do anything wild. And he fell out of his role by crapping on himself. When you are in a relationship with a bunch of friends, you are in a role and you got to stay in whatever role that is. You got to stay in it. People are creatures of habits. So whatever you do, if your role is being normal, if your role is being the guy like me who everybody confides in, I can't really necessarily go to wind them about my everyday problems. They can't handle it. If you're the normal guy, don't hold it when you're waiting for something to happen at a, at a live sporting event. Because you might shit on yourself. And I'm pretty sure that if you're listening to me, you're not the shit on yourself type of people. And if you are the shit on yourself type of people, I really, really, really hope that you are listening to this podcast from the bathroom. Cause that would, cause if you're not that, that would be gross. So don't do that. Segment over. Okay. You weird bastards. Let's talk about this. Damn it. Let's talk about this right now. I hate judging people. I hate being judged by people because the funny thing about it is whenever we say that we're judged by people, we're always talking about when we're judged harshly by people. You know, I hate being judged by people. No, 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 no. You don't hate being judged by people. You hate being judged by people and having them come up with a negative conclusion. You don't mind being judged by people if they come up with positive stuff. You know, you don't walk into a room and have everyone look at you like, man, that person is awesome looking. They just look cool. They're the best. And I would love to have regular intercourse with them because I'm an impressive person. And that person is impressive, awesome and, and awesome also. And I would love to have regular intercourse and a lifelong relationship with that person. They're that amazing. And I can tell that immediately. Now, if you're judged like that by people that you think are cool, you're not g- going to be upset about it. I'm not going to walk into a room going, wait a second. Is that attractive woman across the room, someone I find devastatingly attractive and would like to get it on with not only tonight, but forever? Someone who I think is the woman of my dreams and just isn't... Oh, wait a minute. There's three women here. There's five women here who are just equally incredible and delicious and awesome. And I would be in heaven being with any one of these women, even not just for one night, but forever. They're all incredible. And they're looking at me like they can't wait to get it on with me and that they want to date me. And they think I'm incredible. They are judging me and I don't like it. Don't you dare look at me like you want to get it on with me. And oh, and you know, so now you're going to walk up and start giving me compliments and touching my arm and smiling and handing me your phone numbers. Oh yeah, sure. You just judged me me and I don't like it of course you're not going to do that you don't want to be judged harshly you don't want to be put down by the judgment that's what we mean and I don't like judging people negatively I don't like doing that you know, like I said you don't mind judging people positively if you look at a person you think they're cool no one minds that but the harsh judgment is the one that makes you annoyed and I know when you're you can tell when you're being judged harshly by someone because 
if you know what a micro expression is, it's that little tiny bit of a little mini, mini, mini expression where the person kind of shows what they're really feeling about you. And then they put that mask on that big smile when you, you know, women are really good at picking up on that kind of crap, especially if it's other women. Guys, sometimes we have dopey looks on our face and it's kind of hard to figure out what we're really feeling because we always look slightly annoyed. We Guys, guys have two expressions. We're either slightly annoyed or we want to bang someone. That's all we have. Sorry. Women have all the little, you know, all these little things that they do. They, they, they body language, they sit this way, they put the, they put the purse down a certain way, and they look at it, they walk a certain way, and this. And I'm, I don't know. I'm, are you mad? I'm not mad at all. Then why did you shoot at me? Why are you shooting at me right now? And why does the wall have paint on it saying "Go fuck yourself and die"? I'm mad at you. What the hell is that? I, it, the room was like that when we bought the house. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It's 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 still wet, and your hands have the paint that's the same color as the stuff on the wall. You ain't fooling me, damn it. Okay, that's a little too far, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and I've had that before. I, I had some repair people come to my house to fix something, and it was kind of like a... I, I don't know exactly what the guy's relationships... They were obviously relatives. It could have been an uncle and a, ne- and a nephew. It could have been a father and a son. And when I say father and son, I don't mean young father and son. I mean the son was older than me, and the father obviously as it works out, was older than him. <laughs> See, that's how it works. Dads have to be older. They have to exist first so they couldn't make you, Mike. <laughs> anyway. So it became it became apparent when these two gentlemen came to the house that they didn't know, judged by, judging by my voice on the phone, as you can hear right now, they couldn't tell what my ethnic background was. Because I sound like this when I talk to people on the phone. Hello, hi, this is Mr. Thomas calling. I was wondering when the technician was going to come out. I really need to get this repair work done at, at, uh, as quickly as possible. This is very, very important. Sure, Mr. Thomas, we'll be right out there to do the work. So they come out, they open the door, and they have that, that mini micro-expression like, oh shit, I didn't know this. This is not who I expected to be there when I heard the voice on the phone. And then the smile comes up. Hey, you may be uncomfortable being in this, this guy's house. Even though it's a nice house and the guy seems like a, he seems pleasant enough, but we didn't expect a black guy. That's I, I know what you're thinking. How do you know they didn't? They were they, they weren't thinking that. How do you know? Because I know the same way women know that guys want to bang them. Okay, that's a bad example because we all want to bang all women except relatives. But that's a different story. And some of you want to bang relatives and you're disgusting. But that's a different story. So I could tell that they're uncomfortable. Uh, and I'm sitting there going, "There's like two of you." What I'm going to do, whip both of your asses, which I easily could have, but I, of course, wouldn't. So they come in and the younger of the two guys, you know, he's trying his best to give me that smile like, hey, I have nothing against black dudes at all. Not at all. (laughs) When you hear that laugh and you didn't say anything funny. You know something's up. Women, you know what I'm talking about. When, it, when there's a guy like, how you doing, honey? <laughs> you didn't say anything funny. His laugh was going, I want to bang the crap out of you. <laughs> and his laugh was going, God, I did not know this dude was black. <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. And I know that's the truth. Shut up. So I'm hanging, I'm, they're doing the thing, and the, and the older guy's sitting there talking to me, and sometimes that's what happens when technicians come to the house. One guy does the work, and one guy sits there talking to the customers, and then sometimes if there's, a, you know, if it's really a kind of a 1.4 man job. I mean, every once in a while he had to go in there and assist the guy with something. But the younger guy obviously was very, very uncomfortable 
around me. You, I just, you know, I know it's it's weird to say. You just talked about not judging people, but sometimes you get this vibe, and the vibe just overwhelms you. And my the vibe from this cat was, I don't hate black people, but I'm uncomfortable around them. And as a black guy and as a black person, you kind of pick up on those things. Just like women can pick up on those things. And white guys, you can pick up on those things too. Like when you go into a sports stadium with the wrong jersey on and everyone's looking at you. And they didn't come up to you. They didn't spit on you. They didn't beat you up. But you can tell this is a 49ers game and you're wearing a Redskins jersey. Now, we're not going to kick your ass. We don't hate you. But you're wearing the wrong jersey. You know what that feels like. It's kind of like that, except for the hundred years, hundreds of years of history. But back to the story. So he's uncomfortable. And the older guy is, you would figure the older guy would be uncomfortable. And he was probably a little uncomfortable. But he was the one sitting at the table talking to me. And I could watch his face melt. Not in the bad way. I could watch his face melt like, oh, I like this guy. I don't have to feel this stupid... Uh, uncomfortable f- uh, feeling around this cat just because he has more melanin than I do. So we're sitting there and I could tell in the beginning he had the same hey, 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 I'm uncomfortable around you black dude. <laughs> but after about 20 minutes, this guy he went from sitting across the table from me to sitting next to me and pulling out his his uh, phone and showing me pictures of his kids, his grandkids. He's talking to me about this, that. We're having a good time. He's high-fiving me. You know, he's giving me pats on the back. We're talking. To the, and I know he's still uncomfortable with me, but he's more more comfortable with me. So we're having a great time. And then the other the other guy, the younger guy, walks back out from doing some of the repair work. And he looks at his father, uncle, whatever the hell he is. And he's like, looking at him like, huh? Uh, and his face starts to melt like, uh, I guess... If he likes him, I guess it's okay. So he starts to change his behavior a little bit. And now all of a sudden, the fake smile starts to become an actual smile. It's the same thing that happens uh, if you get pulled over by the police officers and they don't know what your deal is. And one police officer is kind of back at the car with his hand on the gun. And the other cop is looking in the, in the car at you, license, registration. And then when they realize, okay, um, there's no threat here. You can look in the rearview mirror and you can see the body language of the second police officer kind of melt down. He takes his hand off his gun and he gets back into the car and starts looking on his cell phone again. And that's what it was like here. You know, the, you know, because <laughs> I've been in that situation where you get pulled over and they're looking at you like, yeah, license, registration. And then they realize you got your license, registration, this, that. And they go, oh, crap, I pulled this guy over for nothing. I'm just going to give him the old have a nice day, sir, and then take care of yourself and not give him a ticket because I really don't want to have to deal with this bullshit because he didn't do anything. That's what that was like. And that's happened to me so many times where I get pulled over. Well, not not recently, you know, but back in the day, you get I, you get pulled over every four seconds and then they realize, OK, this guy has got a car, his license and registration is cool. He's never been arrested. He's nothing. His record is clean and I'm wasting my time here. Damn it. And then they let you go. That's what it was like. So back to my house, damn it, and back to the repair work. Yeah, that's right. I jump back and forth like Quentin Tarantino. Deal with it. So all of a sudden, this guy is, is just, hey, what's going on? Hey, yes, Anthony, huh? That's an interesting name. Hey, oh, oh. And the other guy, hey, well, hey, what kind of name is that? <laughs> so the so the, so the the younger guy finishes the work. The older guy uh, goes, you know, it was really it was really a pleasure to meet you, meet you, uh, Anthony. You mind if I call you ass? Everybody says that for some reason. You mind if I call you ass? I said, no, no problem, no problem. We shake hands. He actually fucking hugged me. 
<laughs> right? The other guy comes up, I pay him. He he gives me what he thinks is the the some kind of cool handshake, and then he actually leans in and hugs me because we had we, the conversation became very very friendly, and then they leave, and all of a sudden the same dudes that came to the door, I'm like, oh well. When I opened the door, we're like, anyway, Essa, <laughs> oh, man, you know you know what? Uh, we're going to be doing the discount on this service next month. But you know what? Uh, I'm going to give you that discount right now. It's a 20% off. So uh, here, let me get this. Uh, so don't, okay, there we go. All right, you take care of yourself. All right, high five, high five. And then they leave. And they're laughing. And they're like, huh? and they're actually, I, I can overhear them as they're walking back to their truck, laughing at something that I said. Uh, and it was really weird. Well, hey, remember when he said, <laughs> yeah, no, I like that guy. He's good. He's good. He's good. Yeah, I'm glad you gave him the discount. I can hear them saying this as they're walking down the street to their car. And it was really weird. And we do this all the time. Sometimes we judge people immediately and we have the wrong thought process involved in the judgment. Sometimes, because keep in mind, just like they had immediately judged me, I immediately looked at them and I could tell they were uncomfortable. Now, I didn't feel badly, uh, feel any negative feelings toward them, meaning I hate their guts. I, yeah, damn it, that's right, white dudes. I don't, because I don't have that I hate white guys feeling. I'm not that guy. I hate people that do bad shit to me and I hate people to do bad shit to others. But I'm not going to be mad at you or feel any kind of way about you because your melanin count is different. I don't do that. You got to actually do something to me before I start to feel like you're a piece of shit. Then if you're a piece of shit, you're going to go, you know what? This has nothing to do with any your ethnicity or anything like that. But what you did was fucked up and you're a piece of shit. Because I will tell you if I think you're a piece of shit. Of course, if you're a really big dude or have a weapon, I'm going to tell you as I'm leaving quickly. But that's a different story. But it was really weird. They judged me immediately based on what I look like. And having been around me, being around me for, as it turned out, about three hours, they, they went from, oh. To, hey, and hugging me on the way out. Hugging. How many fucking technicians hug a guy? Especially both of them. I mean, come on. That, I mean, that's a pretty drastic turnaround. And I think it's a microcosm of what, what can happen uh, on a larger scale. Because a lot of the stuff that we see when we see people, you know, uh, judging people and a lot of the racist stuff and the sexist stuff and all of those kind of things, a lot of times... It's ignorance. And I don't mean, see, a lot of times when you say some, something is ignorance, people automatically become defensive. And ignorance just means you don't know something. When it comes to being a brain surgeon, I'm ignorant. I don't know anything. About, I mean, I know a little bit about it, but I don't know enough about it to crack someone's head open and get to chopping. No, I don't know that. I'm ignorant to that. I only speak one language, English. When it comes to speaking French or Chinese or, or Spanish, I'm ignorant we're all ignorant to something. So what, so in this particular context, it, it's not an insult. It just means you don't know. And I've been in many, many places where they don't have a lot of black dudes or black ladies show up. And then I show up and everyone's looking at me funny and weird and they're uncomfortable. And then 35 minutes later, all of a sudden, the same people that were sitting on the other side of the waiting room are engaging me in conversation actively. Because they're around this black guy. Wait a second. He's just like us. Just much, much cuter and smarter and, and charming and cooler. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I, yeah, I said that about myself. Shut up. Don't judge me, you bastards. That's right. So we're talking about judging and you're judging me. How dare you? If you're listening to this, rewind this a little bit and listen to what I said about judgment. In fact, don't rewind it. Just listen to what I'm saying about judging right now, you bastards. But in all seriousness. I come to find that in many cases, 
the things that we don't like about each other is just kind of crap people people tell us about each other. We actually got to know each other a little bit better. I'm not saying that it's going to turn into, you know, uh, lovey-dovey. The hills are alive with the sound of music. I'm not saying that's going to happen. But what I am saying is, once people become human to you, not some propaganda crap that you listen to. It's not once you, once they become human beings to you. Once you get to know a person, once he, he, I'm not that black guy across the room or the black guy that you come in to work with. Once I become a Anthony, it's a whole different thing. You know, once you're not the guy across the street that looks different. Once you're Bill, it's a whole different thing. You're gonna treat Bill nicer than the guy across the street. You're going to treat S. Anthony nicer than that black guy over there. You're going to do that. You know? You're going to treat Emma better than you, than that, that chick over there, that broad, that they, dame, or whatever kind of crap way you describe women. You know? And that's why when you see politicians on TV that have absolutely lost touch with people, it's because they're judging you, or us, I should say, as a group of random strangers. You know? We're not individuals and human beings to them. We've been dehumanized and they've judged us as less than them. So I know that it's natural to notice differences and to judge people. But all I want to say is when that initial judgment comes up, ask yourself, how accurate is this? What is this? What is this judgment I'm putting on this? What is this based on? Is this based on fact or is this based on bullshit that other people told me when, quite frankly, they don't know anything themselves? And if it's based on crap and bullshit, then don't pay attention to it. Make your own assessment based on what you see. Keep an open mind. And you might find out that someone that you would have judged harshly turns out to be someone you wind up hugging with your family member after you fix the shit at their house. You may be across the room from them in a big room full of people and he may be the only black dude there or one of two black people there. And instead of kind of leaning back and being uncomfortable you turn out to become friends, which is what happened to me with some of those people. I'm still friends with them now. And the, the situation I'm talking about happened maybe 10 years ago. And we're still friends to this day. And that friendship, which turns out to be a fantastic, wonderful friendship that I cherish, would have never happened if we had stuck with our initial judgments of each other. So don't do that shit, you bastards. You understand? That's right. The more you know. Bling, 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 bling. <laughs> Segment over. Okay, my friends, this has been another episode of the S. Anthony Says Podcast, starring yours truly, S. Anthony Thomas. I want to thank you very, very much for coming along for the ride, because it's nice to know that you people are... Did you hear my voice crack right there? Did you hear that? I'm a little too old for my damn voice to be cracking. What the hell was that? What am I, 11, 12 or some crap like that? Okay, I want to reveal something. I actually am just 11 or 12 years old. Don't let the smooth tones and deep voice fool you. Don't let it happen at all. Right on, right on. <laughs> anyway, uh, like I said, this is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. I am S. Anthony Thomas. And I want to thank you guys for coming along for the ride, my friends. I want to thank you guys for all that you do. Because I can see that you're bringing friends with you. I can see that you're listening to all the stuff. And I really do appreciate it. I mean, obviously, I can't see any of you. Well, you, you right there, you. Yeah, you. I can see you. Really, dude? That's disgusting. Get a room with yourself, you sick bastard. Don't be doing that to my podcast. Oh, you weren't doing that to my podcast? You were 
actually listening to my podcast while watching porn. So you're, what you're doing right now is to the porn. Okay, well, that's acceptable. Because uh, not that I've ever done that myself. I, I don't watch porn, pornography. I, I don't know what it is. I just heard that some people watch that stuff, but but I, I'm not aware of what it actually is. I'm going to have to Google pornography to understand exactly what that word means. <laughs> anyway, I want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Um, I don't know where you're listening to it because there's a lot of people listening on a lot of different things, but the home base for the podcast is santhonysays.podbean.com. I'm also available on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and iTunes. And, uh, of course, if you want to get the feed for this podcast, it's, you know, com forward slash feed. I mean, come on. Come on. You're on the Internet all the time. You know what that is. And if you don't know where the RSS feed is, you go to santhonysays.podbean.com and go find it, damn it. And then you can listen to this crap on whatever podcatcher you're listening to. Actually, an easier way to do it is to just find a podcatcher that you like, you know, something that you could listen to podcasts on, and then go into the search box and then type in, as Anthony says, yes, that's the easier way to do it. But do we always do things the easy way? No, damn it. No, we don't. I want to thank you bastards for listening to me, you sick bastards. I got love for every single one of you. And if you're not... And if you're listening to this at some point in the future and realize that when I said I love each and every one of you, you think I'm talking about the people that were here before you were here. Well, no, damn it. I don't not only do I love the people that are listening right now and the people that have always been listening, but you future people. I love you bastards, too. That's right. This applies to you, too. Damn it. Because if you're listening to this. You probably listened to about an hour and change of me rattling on about lots of stupid crap. And I got love for anybody that listens to me rattle on about stupid crap. Because you guys are the best, damn it. Okay, you're almost the best. You're the next best. I'm the best. (laughs) Anyway, thank you very, very much. Much love to you all, Sass fam. That's right, that's what I'm going to start calling you, Sass Fam. S-A-S-F-A-M. S. Anthony Says Family. That's what I'm going to start calling you. You are my Sass Fam. S-A-S-F-A-M. You are the best Sass Fam of all time. Much love to you all, you sick bastards. (laughs) And I'll see you next week. S. Anthony out. Go, S.